Welcome back to the Pursuit of Property podcast. I'm Scott Farrow. I'm Cade Barrett. And we're here today interviewing investor Stratton Brown. Stratton's been known in the area as a uh, cold calling whiz. He's done a lot of educational podcasting and Facebook lives. He's done uh, call tutorials and let people listen in on his calls. But today we asked him a few questions and got a whole bunch of great information. Yeah, kind of the outline for today, uh, taking us through basics of cold calling, how to get started, products and services that he recommends for people who want to get started in the business, takes us through uh, how he built his call center where he's got cold callers calling for hours and hours and hours a day, calling 15,000, getting 15,000 dials in, getting leads. So good conversation for you guys today. Yeah, Stratton was a great guest, and uh, we're very excited to have him on. He'll be in in just a second. All right, Stratton, thanks for coming in, man. Thanks for having me in, bro. Both yeah. Of you. Bros. Thank you. <laughs> Bros. So, Kate and I wanted to have you come in, man and talk about cold calling. So we just kind of went over it a little bit about, you know, how you got started and things like that. But if you don't mind sharing, you know, um, what is, what would you call cold calling? Getting a list of people and calling them and see if they want to sell their house. Getting a list of people. And when you say you get a list of people, I mean, um, are you pulling that from the tax records? How do you get a list of people? No, oh, bro. Okay, we're gonna go that into depth. All right, so to start <laughs> off, I just went with, um, I had Property Radar, and I used the numbers off of Property Radar, and I just click them on my phone and call them all. Really? Pro- yeah, because I could just click to call out of Property Radar, and I go, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Very quickly, I was like, fuck every part about this. Mm-hmm. And I'm listening to Brent Daniels, and he's like, oh yeah, Mojo Dialer, Mojo Dialer. Mm-hmm. So I just spent money I didn't have to get Mojo Dialer and started plowing through more people and then my problem was hey I don't have enough data mm. and so where I get my lists I mean right now because of the volume we call that we have to get like a bunch of equity lists out of prop stream list source mm-hmm. um, we skip trace it through batch skip tracing we use skip genie as well and then um, the list guys for certain things and then um, to get really niche data there's some really good stuff at lead pipes with really flow that um, has some AI stuff there's another the courthouse is always the best for like pre foreclosures and mm-hmm. everything else we have a VA or hopefully soon we'll have a bot that just goes in there and scrubs it every day and just pulls off nice. anything that involves like any type of motivation I don't care if you're going to fucking prison I don't care if you're about to lose your house I don't care if your water got shut you're off. getting that list I'm getting the list like whatever <laughs> it is tax delinquencies liens all of it judgments and so we'd have a, we'll have a bot go in there right now. It's a VA. Just go in there, scrub everything off, take all the APNs, throw it into something else, pull yeah. it all out, and then they skip trace it. Wow. See, so your system's super complex. Um, Not really, bro. I mean, it's just... Okay, so compared to where most people that are going to be <laughs> listening to this uh, are at, you're, you're doing stuff at a really high level, which is really awesome. That's why we have you in. Um, one of the things that I think is going to be helpful is explaining what some of these tools are, because... I think buying tools is one of the best things you can do in oh, this yeah. business. We're buying that, buying tools that make you money, clarify. Buying tools that make you money is gonna be the best thing. So like the first 
thing if you're getting started, if you had to pick only one tool, assuming that, you know, batch skip trace is not a tool, it's a, it's a product, it's like a website, right? But like, if you could pick one tool, either a dialer, property radar, um, what tool do you think you'd go with? To get started cold calling. I mean, if you, so property radar is a hundred bucks. If you want to be just dirt cheap, I'd say Courthouse and True People Search. That's how Michael Butler got started. I love True People Search. Yeah, I hate True People that Search shit. is great. It is yeah. garbage. Well, <laughs> okay, garbage co- comparatively to some of this other stuff. Yes, but for a free product, free product, just getting started. I mean, okay, do you want to explain what what TruePeopleSearch.com is? Yeah, so TruePeopleSearch.com, uh, you can throw in the first and last name of somebody Mm -hmm. Uh, you can also throw in what city or town uh, you're looking in and it can pull up their basic information like previous addresses uh, you know sometimes up to four or five phone numbers that could be associated with the person Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what we're talking about those phone numbers at least pulling them up and then just being able to hand dial and try to get a hold of this person yeah so if I'm hearing you right you know a couple people in the area that started with just true people search and a cell phone bill. I think I think that's how Michael Butler got started. It was like true people search, and then we started talking. I was like, "What the fuck are you doing, true people search, bro?" Like, okay, it's time to start using like batch skip tracing. Yeah. So, so for people <laughs> who don't know Stratton, what what does it mean to skip trace a list or scrub? scrub so, for us, right, another good thing is to network and know who the hell to scrub off of your list. Like the Hovenetians won't listen to this, but I don't call the Hovenetians. They own like one-fourth or one-third of the market share of rental properties in Fresno. Mm-hmm. They're not selling shit. So I scrub off thousands of properties off of my list, and I mm-hmm. save myself thousands of dollars throughout a year Yeah, I do by the scrubbing thing. them off. And then yeah. other different people, people who own, let's say you have a bunch of duplicates in your list, right? And you're talking to one, you're only going to talk to a guy about one thing, and then you're going to ask him like, hey, do you have any other assets you're looking to sell like you have any other properties you're looking to sell mm-hmm. you don't need to skip trace them 30 times if you own 30 different properties right gotcha. so that's scrubbing and then skip tracing is we're just going to send it into a company like batch skip genie or the list guys and we're going to get back their most recent address like their golden address for direct mail and then we're going to get back usually five to ten phone numbers mm-hmm. their first name last name we'll skip genie to tell you if there's any liens or judgments against them and then we take that, we have to reformat it a couple different ways if we want to use it in certain ways, and then we throw it into a dialer. Okay, so that first list that you're pulling, um, you're going to start by going where to get that long list. Because you said that you pull thousands, but say somebody's listening right now and they want to pull a list of 150 people to finger dial. The courthouse. I mean, I go to the courthouse and you like pre foreclosures, dude. Okay. Even though it's super competitive, just hound them, hound them, hound them, hound them. I mean, don't get sued. Yeah. But just call them over and over again. Send them a text right afterwards like, hey, I'm calling you, blah, blah, blah. And then if really most people, you got a cold call and door knock to get started. And even we text a lot too. But that's, and it's like omnipresent. So even like when you knock them and call them, you got to leave them a text or a voicemail or a note, letting them know who you are and then call again mm-hmm. and then call again and then call mm-hmm. again. Even... Like, most of this is follow-up in the beginning, follow-up in the middle, and then follow-up at the end. Like, yeah. it's just so many touches to get something across. Right. And so you and I were even talking yesterday about that I'm thinking about going into one of your services for a dialer. 
and how it takes 90 days for most of these leads to convert. Oh, yeah. It takes. And that's, that's actually, I would consider maybe even a short yeah. time frame because we talk about at the Clayson Group um, six, nine, 12 months out. Yeah. And oh, knowing right. that a, a lot of these deals are stuff that you're working for a couple years down the line, right? Oh, yeah. Like, so you'll be working on something. Maybe and maybe even get it to a contract is signed and then it falls through for whatever reason. You still follow up with them because you're going to get it eventually because they don't want to work with anybody else. Right. Yeah. And then let's say you get a contract right now, especially bro. escrows are taking for fucking ever. Yeah, they're definitely slow. So we bought one in March and it didn't close until like a couple of weeks ago. And there was supposed to be like a 30 day close. Jeez. Wow. Just like nonsense because of COVID in the county mm-hmm. or whatever shitty title company we're using. Like, just issues like that. So even though it's like, okay, 90 days to a contract, you still might be like six months out to like have any yeah. type of revenue. Yeah. Okay, so that's good to know. So say you're a little bit more than just started and maybe you're, you're you know, a couple months into this and you've made the commitment to not only call the list and now you've seen maybe no deals, but you've gotten close, you've gone on a few appointments and you're wanting to take it to the next step. So you're, you've got your list. Would you suggest the next tool is definitely the dialer? Oh, I mean, the dialers really should be the first tool. I I have so many people come to me and, like, try and be cheap. Like, man, I don't want to buy it. Like, bro, if you can't pay 100 fucking dollars to make some more money and be more successful, if I can go donate blood and sell everything I have to get, get an auto dialer, mm-hmm. I'm sure you can go ask your mom for $100 mm-hmm. and then go sell some baseball cards to get 100 bucks to get an auto dialer. Like, I right. don't see it as a... um. Like, oh, it's too expensive to get an auto dialer. Like, okay, for one, it's on a month-to-month contract. You can always cancel. You can always cancel. And for two, bro, like, you're going to call so many more people. And if you think you're going to break through when I have five cold callers going for six hours a day, for six days a week, if you think you're going to break through calling people one by one when we're making 15,000 dials a day, yeah, like, it's, the odds are against you. Might as well just pay 100 yeah. bucks to, like, get into it. And at least make a dent. And considering that a lot of careers cost a lot more than $100 to get started. Other than that, I mean, there's no other real expense. Skip tracing is expensive. So I just did a skip trace. So I just skip traced uh, 3,500 numbers. With who? With Batch. Who'd you use? Use my promo code? I used Paste. I hate you. <laughs> I, hate I, I you. looked it up. What, what's yours? Strat. S-T-R-A-T-T. I hate I you. I used yours. I have used yours. I hate you. Okay, I'm Use sorry. Paces. I'm sorry. Somebody... I have a better deal than Pace. Okay. What's your deal? I think it's like 16 cents. Dude. Well, great news is that's not the last batch I've ever given a skip trace. Okay, so... Some people, man. You think you know some people. Man. <laughs> So so I just skip traced those numbers um, and it cost like a couple hundred bucks. I think it was like maybe like 500 bucks. I don't remember what it was. But that list of, I think after I deleted all the duplicates and I went and all the hits, I got 2,700 numbers after deleting. 2,700 numbers or did you skip pulled, trace 2,700 people? I skip traced 2,700 people. It sounds like it sounds kind of cheap, bro. The point I was getting at is that if you can afford to spend that money, I don't think I'm going to need to pull another list. I won't need to pull another list unless I get a dialer. 
Um, yeah. Cause and then you can still recycle it. Like you can you recycle, recycle. It. Yeah. Like I'd say up to three times, but I've gotten to a point where I've just destroyed my list, and then we have to go back and reset everything and just kind of go through. And even everyone who said no, we're just gonna call them again in six Start months, over. anyways. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's been six months. Something might change. Yeah. Things change, bro. There's yeah. some people who never sell, but then things change. Some people tell you to screw off, and then other people are like, "Oh yeah, yeah, things did change. I had a tenant." My issue. first flip that I did was um, with Michael Zuber and Greg Cardenas on Austin Way. And when I went the first time, the lady cussed me out, tell, told me, you know, to f off and to walk away. And I called her two days later, and she accepted my offer. So. <laughs> If six months, whether it's two days or six months, right, things, things change. <laughs> and and to quote Jason, it's always coming from a, a good place. You can't be going in there, you know, without the intention of trying to help them. I think that plays a big part, and people can tell mm-hmm. that. But yeah, okay. So you go find a list, either at the courthouse or lead pipes is a good one. Prop Stream has like their batches vacants are the best. So if you pay for their lead stacker and like you have your list in there, their mm-hmm. vacants are run against the USPS like registry nationwide, mm-hmm. and so you can just pull out like it updates every month. And PropStream still isn't for whatever reason they're a multi-million dollar company. Their vacants still aren't on the same level as batches. Hmm. Their lean their lean data is like here or there. I'd still say get it from the courthouse. Mm-hmm. The best place you can get anything from is like the courthouse. Um, what's another one? Foreclosures Daily is a data provider who we've used for niche stuff, but that's still like a thousand dollars a month or something. Wow. Okay. So I use Property Radar. I mean, what are your thoughts on Property Radar? Um, I feel like they got lazy. Yeah. Prop Stream is just easier to use. Like the comps I can use in Prop Stream. I, we can go nationwide, and it's not an issue. Like I go. Prop, I think Property Radar is only the West Coast. Right. Property is on the West Coast, and then PropStream pulls um, MLS comps for me. And so, like, we don't have oh, MLS nice. access in, like, any of these areas that we're in. Like, we go all the way down to Bakersfield for whatever reason. We're in Taft a ton and, like, Ridgecrest, and then we're up in Sacramento, Modesto area, and then we can still just use PropStream to run comps, and I feel 100% confident not having the MLS. We don't even use the MLS out here anymore. That's crazy. So solely just PropStream now, even here? Yeah, just PropStream. And then for multifamily stuff, it's... Okay, let's evaluate it. Let me see. And generally, bro, if we can buy it between like 40 and 55 a door, I know we'll be fine. Wow. Okay. And so, how long do you think you were cold calling before you started replacing yourself? Years. Years? Um, I mean, I cold called for Alan. Well, not years. So, I cold called for Alan for a while, got a couple deals, and then eventually me and Alan were like, bro, we got to scale this shit up. So, we built out an in-house call center of like eight people. In his office, and really? we had four people coming in the morning, and then four people coming in the afternoon, just dialing. Dang! Wow! And I All think, day. And I think we used. Um, I think we did switch over to call tools for that. Wow! So when you when you are scaling at that kind of a level, I mean, what's the most important thing to like focus on? Because I've noticed that when I scale, even within just myself, so going from finger dialing to lead gen through mojo to then call tools now back to mojo um, then back to call tools and then I'll, <laughs> I'll be back to call tools um my biggest thing is still focusing on making sure that i do as much as possible for each lead 
I mean, how are you training these guys that are calling for you? What are you doing to make sure that do as much as possible for each lead? And I mean, yeah, our caller's only job is to find motivation, and then see if there's a price. So we qualify everything off of four pillars, right? Okay. So we have price, timeline, motivation, and property condition. If it has one of those four pillars, we're going to send it over. Like, regardless. Because if there's one thing, then that means, you, especially if you're an agent, like, okay, take it, run with it. You'll be able to monetize it in whatever way possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're doing now. And so we just train our agents on the script every day. Like, they get trained for an hour every day, every morning. Really? Yeah, with our sales manager. So our sales manager hops on the phone with them. He's like, hey, okay, I listened to all these calls. Hey, Natalie, this is what you did wrong. John, this is what you did wrong. Sergio, you need to do this, this, and this better. Hey, Fernando, let's not talk fucking numbers. We had that issue happen yesterday, and I was furious. With them. He tried to go numbers? He tried to go numbers. I'm like, bro, don't ever throw out numbers, because if we throw out too high of a number too early... We're screwed. Yeah, they'll, they'll just hold you to yeah, that. Yeah, hold that. They'll hold you to that, and they're like, and then they'll, the next investor comes in, and they're like, "Well, some investor offered me one hundred and fifty thousand, right, right." And then it's just in their head. We don't ever want to talk numbers, and so like we're drilling that stuff constantly, 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 to make sure that we they just know the script and they can get us one to two leads every day that are quality leads. And then your job is to nurture those leads, and then even so, when it comes to you, I mean, with us, every lead gets called three times a day until they pick up. Like, we have a leads manager just cycling through them with an auto-dialer that's built into our podio. And so it'll just call them three times a day until they pick up. And then if it's worthwhile of talking to me or our sales guy, right, if it has two pillars and above, maybe three. If we're, like, getting too many leads, we're like, okay, let's bump the criteria to three pillars. Then it'll go over to the sales sales manager. If not, it just stays into the follow-up with the leads manager until another pillar pops up and then it's ready to burst and then they push it over. There you go. So by the time that you're talking to them. They either have, what are the, you said five pillars? Four pillars. Four pillars. Motivation, price. price. Timeline, motivation, and property condition. Okay. And so, say your dialer calls and somebody says that they want, you know, 55,000 for a two bedroom home in a tough part of town. The house is rented, it needs a little bit of work. Yes. That goes to you. Yeah, that'd go to me, I get. If they, they'd, we'd get a message saying like, hey, we just got a hot lead. The guy said he wants 55 grand. Okay, I'll hop on the phone. Like they all know because our callers send over a report, right? Telling all of that. Um, and then it tells us the Zillow price, the Trulia price and everything. Like it's in a little report for every yeah. lead. So you know like, okay, their asking price was this. Zillow says it's worth this. Their motivation is this. And right. so when it comes over, you know like, okay, this is a good lead. Yeah, that's interesting. And so we use Zillow just to kind of see what as we a think. reference. We use it as yeah. a. Re- we don't ever assume that Zillow is right. It's never right. We only <laughs> assume that the buyer or the seller has looked at Zillow. Yes. Yeah, I mean the sellers always looked at Zillow, right? But if our cold callers don't need to be super geniuses, but if Zillow is let's say ten percent in one way or another, and we can be like, okay. Zillow says it's worth one fifty, and they want one hundred and twenty thousand. Awesome! Like that's a that's legit. actually a possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a lead. That's something we can work with. All right, send it over. Yeah, because even if it's worth like one fifty, even if it is worth one twenty, which is very very rare, that's a lead. That's a price that's eighty percent. I'm not good at math. Eighty percent below market value. Well, at eighty percent of market value. Right. 
anything over anything close to 20 to 75 percent starts becoming a serious possibility yeah and then even with um like subject to and stuff like i could care less like how much do you want i'll find a way to buy your house yeah not to get too off topic but i mean have you had a lot of those conversations yeah we're buying two right now i'm going on another appointment today it's a little bit different to structure but especially now not as many people have equity more with the wholesale market getting oversaturated and us doing podcasts like this and people thinking they can hop in and they go in they lock up contracts and then i get three contracts a week saying hey this is the deal and it's way overpaid and it's overpaid completely i'm like bro like what made you think you could sell this like who told you to do this mm-hmm. and they just don't go don't go out and do it and then it just ruins the entire thing right so it ruins the entire process with sub two only way you're really going to get away with that is if you're a professional so walk me through it can you do you feel comfortable going over like if i were to give you a situation right now yeah okay so say i have a house and i just bought a house a year ago and i did a fha loan where it's low down payment i don't have much equity but you know lost my job need to get out of the house talk to a realtor couldn't sell to a realtor so I'm calling investors to see who will just buy it out from under me mm-hmm. with the, the you know 10% equity or 5% equity I have. How does that conversation go? So like, awesome. I just really tell them, like, hey, I want your mortgage. I want your mortgage for the next 30 years. I'm oh. going gonna to leave it in place. I'm going to transfer the deed into my name. If okay. anything happens, you take back the property. It's going to be brand new because we're going to go in there and we're going to spend a bunch of money out of it. And I'm, obviously, I'm going to give you some money to walk away with as well. To help you solve your problems what do you mean you're taking over my mortgage so i'm going to be making mortgage payments in your place for the next 30 years we're going to transfer the title but i'm we're going to leave the mortgage in your name we're going to add ourselves as additionally insured and then our company will make those mortgage payments on your behalf we're doing this with several other properties and then if we don't ever perform you automatically get the house back better than it was before yeah but but what if you something happens to you and now you can't pay in two months then i have my new rental that i'm gonna be living in and i have this mortgage we have what do we have well, we have private investors handling it all too so like if something happens to me we have partners and private investors in second position to make sure like okay they get it awesome we're there and then they decide like okay do i want to sell this thing again so it'll take mm-hmm. a lot for it i don't think it ever go back on them like, so say oh, okay. we don't perform, we have, a, we have an investor in second position for the raised money. So with these two rentals I'm going to buy, I don't have any money into these deals. I'm going to cash for like 1100 bucks a month. Good for you. And so we brought in an investor, put him in second position in a deed in lieu of foreclosure. So that means if we don't pay our second position lien, that second investor will get it. Wow. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's interesting. That's definitely for another podcast. I know that... A lot of people are interested in creative financing because uh, we're going into the market that makes the most sense to be doing yeah. it. Yeah. That's very impressive, though. Now, did you find those from cold calling? One of them, yeah. One of them was cold calling. I'm buying the other one from Matt. Um, one of them was cold calling there. It's like, hey, I got this house. My mom moved out. It's trashed. It doesn't have any equity. Can you help me? I was like, yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. No, no, let me look at it. I look at it. I'm like, I can't give you guys any money. Like, that's fine. Okay. 
what I'm going to do with subject two, explained it all to him. They're like, okay. He just wants to get out from under. Yeah, they're like, just take it off our hands. So that's probably the best case scenario with how that happened because yeah. really no objections, no nothing. They but wanted to get zero it. Object, <laughs> zero objections. I was like, okay, like here are the risks. They're like, I don't care. I don't care. Take it. I don't care. Because um, we're so the woman who owns it, I swear to God, she's like 85 and the sweetest woman ever. Mm-hmm. And the um, caretaker and the daughter are the ones that gave me the call. And I was just talking to them. And they were okay with everything. I'd go and talk to the 85-year-old woman. She's like, yeah, everything's fine. I don't know what to do with the house. She was like, I, I have nothing to do with it. I, go, I went and looked at it, and the whole thing is trashed. She's living in, like, senior Section 8 housing. Yeah. And so she hasn't been there in forever. And so she was like, yeah, I mean, there's nothing I can do with it. What else am I going to do? She was like, I just want, they haven't been making payments on it. She was like, I just want you guys to bring it up to date. Leave me free and clear. And it's got a $400 mortgage on it, too. We're going to rent it out for like eleven to 1200 bucks. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, very interesting. When are you uh, When are you typically cold calling? I mean, you said six hours a day. Our cold callers start usually at like 1 p.m. Go to 8. We give them an hour break. Shoot. 1 p.m. to 8 p.m., huh? Yeah. Do you get a lot of people answering after 5? A decent amount of people, yeah. I find that I actually, our best time is between 4 and 6 p.m. That's when we call for real estate sales. Between four and six. Um, I mean, with COVID, it's thrown everything off. But Yeah, really? Historically for us, it's been early morning for all the follow-up. Like, right now, 8 a.m. is like when the follow-up takes place. Gotcha. Way more people answer the phone. If you can get to them before they get all the minutiae in the day, yeah, that's exactly what you want to do. And then after that, like 1 p.m. to 8 p.m. is just easy schedule an hour a day I don't, I don't want to have our callers calling for three hours in the morning and then have a big old day break and then have to call three hours at night we, right we do test um with some of our clients who want to call earlier in the morning we do it i just know what i like is like 1 p.m to 8 p.m and then for some people who want to go and they're like hey i just want leads coming in like throughout the day so we'll put them on an earlier shift and just have them call throughout the day while they have people in the office and they can just work those leads as they come yeah and so what Oh, you have a question? So you said your your clients, right? And I know you threw up uh, something on social media a couple of days ago, uh, something called Call Magicians. Yeah. So why, why don't you tell Scott and I, or and our listeners, a little bit more about what that is? So I've gone through a couple of call centers. I thought Paces was amazing, but I was like, man, I can do this on my own. Right. And then I, at the beginning of the year, so I met this guy at a conference, at a Steve Chang conference. And then I went to another conference and he was there and then he threw a conference himself. And so I was, I was with this guy all the time and me and Adam used cold callers with him. But then like I got a couple deals off of it, off of his callers. And I was like, man, okay, I'm gonna throw down. I give this dude three grand for a month. And just like, okay, we're gonna throw down on cold callers. Like I was like, I need six, whatever. And he was like, giving me like discount prices, whatever. And so I'm doing it and I got three leads for that whole fucking month. Like he just took my money and like walked away. Like, I didn't get Three any. grand. You got three leads. Yeah. Like, I... Did any of them convert? Fuck no, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just nonsense. And so I was pissed off about that. And, like, he didn't give me any KPIs. He didn't give me anything. And I was what hammering What are KPIs? Him. So KPIs, like, with us, like, we give you a daily report. So it's just like, okay, how many dials? How many people were interested? How many people weren't interested? How many wrong numbers? How many dials to a lead? Like, and we just break it all down for you. Like, okay, here's, here's how what's performing. 
Here's what gotcha. we're looking at. So it's data like, analysis. Yeah. Like a daily snapshot. Yeah. So like, over. Gotcha. Here's where the fuck your money's going. <laughs> right. Keep giving us your money because it's, it's going well. There you go. To where with him, I was like, bro, I want to give you more money, but like, I don't know where it's going. what's going on. Yeah. I can't even listen to these people. And then I get, he sends me some voice recording and someone in the fucking sticks who barely speaks English, like trying to like say like, hey, sell me your house. I was like, what is this, bro? Like I paid three grand for this. And then he quit answering my calls or whatever. And so like, bro, I can do so much better. I can offer such better services and be so much more professional and not screw people out of three grand. Like, cause at that point I remember I was like in between deals and I was like three grand, bro. That's I, a lot of money. I joint ventured with um, Kyle and Michael on some marketing. And I had to eat. I had to eat an entire joint venture marketing for that. So I lost the three grand, and then a couple grand on top of that because I had to eat the marketing from the other people. I was like, bro, I'm not gonna make them pay for a deci- like a, my wrong decision. Right. Yeah. So talk to me then. What is um, what does your company do now? So we offer cold callers, leads, managers, and texters, and we're like calling in. I'm having a call with an insurance agency, the insurance agency today. And some sore people uh, we're bringing on a couple next week. And what's the point of bringing on the insurance agency and solar people? We're a call center. Right. So, I mean, we started off in real estate. So you're calling more than just one product. Yeah. We call more than just one product, but obviously our people just get trained in their product. We're not going to switch over something from real estate and then have them call for insurance and then have them call for solar in the same day. No, like just, okay, master your one thing. Get good at one thing. And And then go from there. And then they have their own specific sales trainer for that aspect. Okay. And so can you run us through some of the numbers that you're seeing when you get to a level, when you're higher level, like you're obviously at a point where you've been running this for a decent amount of time, not just this one company, but like a call center. Uh, What are typically, what are pretty decent numbers? One to two leads a day. One to two leads a day. How many calls does that usually take? I don't even know like the dials that takes. But if you're just like going to be on the phone yourself, if you're not on the phone for four hours and like a thousand dials, mm-hmm. then you're not really going to break through. Okay. So if I'm on the, if I'm on the phone today for about four hours on a dialer and I call through about a thousand people, you should get at least a lead. I should have at least one or two leads. You should get at least like a lead. And then and by a your lead, leads are better. Yeah. So obviously I'm at a different point than probably most cold callers are in a call center. Because I have my license, I've been doing it for some time. Um, I'm the person taking down the the entire flip as well. So my question is, um, what do you define as one lead? So are you saying that somebody who's a hot lead, a warm lead, is that anybody who's potentially interested in buying or selling real estate? Potent anybody who's potentially interested in buying or selling real estate, they have to have a pillar, one of the four pillars. Yeah, we have to have one of the four pillars to send it over. If they don't have a pillar, right, we'll still have them like send over something like, hey, this isn't a lead because of this, this, and this. It doesn't count. Hmm. Yeah, it has to be one of the four pillars. Hmm. Good to know. Just, I mean, it can, it can be so painful because another thing is if you don't, I've run into a problem to where we don't qualify hard enough and then we have a pipeline full of just nonsense. Bad leads. Just bad leads, and then you're like you're bogged down just doing follow up because you're talking to a bunch of bullshit. I've done that before. When I first started, I didn't fully understand what a real good lead was, and so I put a whole bunch of stuff into my pipeline that I thought, mm, you know, what I was thinking was a lead was somebody that I personally felt was going to be interested in buying or selling in the next year, pretty much. 
that's a very very general statement yeah it's super super general like that's yeah. no way i mean for us timeline means they want to sell within the next 90 days gotcha and that's not them saying like oh yeah i'll sell in the next 90 days if the price is right we ask the way we ask them it's like hey so like when are you looking to sell this like next six months nine mm-hmm. months They're like oh no i gotta want to get it sold in this amount of time because they want to correct you right yeah and so that lets us know okay is that timeline pillar there Okay. If they say like, oh no, like I'm no, I'm in no real rush, but then they said they had a motivation, they're trying to play it off. That's one thing. Obviously, all sellers are liars. Right. That's all my question, dude. <laughs> I mean, that's enough for me to think about in a day. I think what you're doing is at a high enough level that if you wouldn't mind recapping, um the first steps just to get involved i mean somebody can take their business from day one to where you're at you did it in how many years um i've been in it for almost three years so you're coming up on three years and not to say that you know you are some average joe but somebody that's now seen a roadmap can get to the point where they're doing that in three years super easy i mean and then a year of that was me in a mentorship program, pretty much working for Alan. Right. To where I wasn't really making the best money and I was just working for him. I learned way more than I would have ever if I had started on my own. Yeah, it's really only been the last two years I've been on my own trying to scale things, going through cold callers. And excuse me, I think the biggest mistake I ever made, I was dead broke and I thought I could scale. So I hired off some people off of Upwork, and they said they were trained. I was like, okay, so hop on the phones. I go for like two weeks without getting a lead from them. I'm like, what's going on here? I didn't train them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't train them. I didn't put in the work to handle them. And so that's why it's so big. Like, if you do do it, you ha- either go through a call center or spend significant amounts of time to get on there, train them, make sure they're doing exactly what you want. Every, every time, or else you're just going to be spending money in, into oblivion. And going back to what you said before, right? You were in a mentorship program for the first year. I think that's important too that for somebody starting out, you don't need to do it on your own. Try and reach, reach out and network and find a way to provide value to somebody who's already doing what you're doing, right? Is that is that something you would Without you would doubt, recommend? Bro. Oh yeah, I think Jason's the only person I know who like did it off of flat out YouTube. <laughs> I really think Jason's like the only person I know who like did it like flat out YouTube. Alan too, but I mean most people I know, most of these people you see on Instagram or anything else, like they had significant people. Like they aren't just like some super geniuses who figured yeah. it out off of fucking YouTube. Like they're like went to someone, provided yeah. value, and then yep. it worked for them, or they like worked closer with them to make things happen. Yeah. Gotcha. So would that be, if you were to provide one, one piece of advice for somebody who wants to start out cold calling, would that be your one piece of advice or what would be the biggest, what would you say is the biggest thing? I would go cold call for someone else. Cold call for someone else. And provide value. Gotcha. And then take a split out of the deal. And then they, and then they walk you through the entire process of like, Hey, this Mm -hmm. is what here, this is there, this is there in this situation we're doing this because of this you're not going to get that from just going out and doing shit on youtube yeah if you and they i've done it to where i pay we have so many open dialers like okay if you call for four hours a day you can use one Mm -hmm. so hop on just call 
we do that and so that way they can get a deal split and they can get an actual um experience and yeah. know what to do yeah so are you a resource for people if they're interested in getting started if yeah man. commitment if they can make him make a commitment of you said four hours a day yeah four hours a day it's been i don't think we've had anybody really stick to it because again cold calling is hard it's difficult cold calling is hard it takes a long time for shit to pop you got to do um you just got to have the guts to do it. That's what I've seen is that most people will do it, but then a lot of people hate cold calling more than they hate door knocking because you're just getting kicked in the face more repetitively, you know? You're getting no's quicker. Yeah, know? you're getting no's quicker. <laughs> yeah. You hate the rejection. So I would say, um, yeah, if you're interested and you think you have what it takes, but I have so many people who want to start and then we just say, hey, like, where have you been? It's been they three, don't follow through. Yeah, like it's been three days, man. If if I'm paying for this seat, I need to have someone in this seat. So am I going to have a caller in that seat? Or are you still going to use it? Right. Well, that's a really good wrap-up to this because it, it's an opportunity. So if you're thinking about getting into cold calling and you don't want to spend a couple hundred bucks a month to start, Stratton has a, an opportunity for you to use some of his tools that he pays for to reach out and have the opportunity to learn. Um, the only request is don't reach out unless you are willing to make a commitment to giving this 30, 60, 90 days of calling four hours a day. And that, if you're gonna do this on your own, if you, if you can't make that commitment to me, I know you're not gonna be successful because you can't make that commitment to yourself. If I'm gonna provide everything and you're gonna make money for no money, then there's no way you can commit to it by doing it for yourself. Yeah, that's a good point. It's got to put in the work. Yeah. Well, Stratton, thanks, Ben, for sharing. I, I think you blew my mind a bit. I didn't realize how much more there is to cold calling when it comes to scaling up. So I really appreciate that. And we'll have to, come, we'll have, to have you come back on and maybe do some more conversations or yeah. more podcasts about the actual script you're using or maybe... Um, sounds like you're doing subject to maybe when those deals wrap up having you come back in and talk to us about that definitely yeah, awesome thank you stratton thanks guys thanks for tuning in guys to today's episode of the pursuit of property podcast with stratton brown if you guys are interested want more information want to get started in this business with cold calling reach out to us. We'd be more than happy to get you in contact with Stratton and stay tuned guys. We've got a lot more good content coming up. Thanks again guys for listening. Have a great rest of your day.